This show contains scenes that some viewers may find disturbing. Eldar Smeldar, multiple orgasm. Ooh. Oh yeah. Sexy. Orc balls. Ooh. Green. Orky daddy likey. Nice. Hi. I'm Michael Salonga, and, and you may have been expecting an episode of Orcs at Dorks. <laughs> but there's a new boss in town, as JFK is, is dead by my fair hands. Instead, we have a, a special Orc Rotica episode of Eldar Smeldar today, as, as I know JFK would hate it. So sit back, take your trousers off or skirts, or your lower vestments, and and enjoy the follow, and enjoy the following deeply explicit tale. <laughs> you have been warned. <clears throat> Multiple orgasm by Michael Salonga, age 53. I just spent Another work day digging the fatbergs out of the Leighton Buzzard sewers. Seriously, guys, pour your fat in the bin. Never flush a wet wipe either. After a hard day at the berg face, I was absolutely cream-crackered. So I stripped off my work gear and collapsed into my sexy bed. Before I knew it, I was out like a light. I never dream. My... Sociopathy blocks that from happening. Uh, that's what Dr. Scoobammer says anyway. So, I know this happened to me. I do know that it really happened. Don't at me. I woke up to the sound of banging in my room. I tried to sit up, but I was paralysed. I couldn't move anything but my eyes. Frantically, I looked around in the room and saw the most wonderful of sights. Pushing through the billowing curtains was an orc. And not just any orc, this was a flash git. I I could tell this from the snaz gun he was wielding. But it was his other weapon that really grabbed my attention. As he was naked, and it swung pendulously between his legs. I'm obviously blessed in the trouser department, but this was at least twice the size of, of my erect human member and it had yet to wake. (laughs) This magnificent rod combined with the sweaty pectorals and the bullet-hard jade nipples made me instantly tumescent. I tried to move to touch this heavenly creature, but I was still paralysed. I couldn't move apart from my eyes um, and lungs. I suppose, yes, t- technically my, my diaphragm could indeed move so that I could, that I could breathe. But everything else was, was locked. But everything else was locked tight. Um, you know. Yes. As much as I wanted to go to this big bundle of lust, I could only lie there. Uh, and breathe. And look. Uh, and, 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 and psychically uh, beg him to notice, to notice me. Well, whatever god there is up there, he or she smiled upon me that day as the the rugged orc noticed my prone form lying huddled, vulnerable, 
beneath my rainbow-bright duvet. He stalked towards me, his loins swaying like the sail of a catamaran in a hurricane. He tore the duvet from my pallid, frail body and gazed hungrily at my slight form. His emerald fuckstick stood to attention, and he licked his lips with his bifurcated tongues. He bent over my prone body and traced the outline of my form with the aforementioned forked appendage. It left a thin, mucal layer all over me, like a snail, but hot. He stopped and grunted at me, a question in his eyes. He wanted permission, permission to do more sex things. I strained to give my enthusiastic consent, but I, I couldn't move other than my diaphragm and my eyes. We had a connection, and somehow he seemed to know this. Blink one yes, blink two no, he grunted, his voice like sandpaper and nails in a blender. The pressure in my groin only grew further. I manically blinked. Four times. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, two, no. Gratka, understand. Um, Gratka, sorry for overstepping boundaries. He looked sad and disappointed and turned to start climbing out of the window, his already wilting todger banging violently against the sill. My body vibrated with the effort to shout out and call him back, but all I could manage was a squeak. I want you. Gratkar stopped in his tracks and turned to look at me, dislodging several knickknacks from the mantelpiece as he did so. Hope was there on his scarred and pocked marked face. What you say? he inquired. Take me. I managed to, to force out of my lips, sounding like a, a, um, a, a horny shrew. He didn't need a second invite. He pounced on me and started to enthusiastically rub his vermilion anaconda all over the underside of my knees. Bend knee, he commanded, but I still couldn't move. I was still trapped, trapped in a mixture of lust, fear and psychosomatic need. He bent my knees and placed them together, making a tight seal between my gastronemicus and my diceps femoris. He then spat all over his muscular member and proceeded to plunge it in and out of the two muscles for a good twenty minutes. Then he groaned uh, sensuously like a, like, a, like a cow that had tasted angel delight for the first time. So vigorous was he that he left friction burns on my calves, and he stopped once he realised he was hurting me. He withdrew his baloney pony and began gently kissing and sucking upon my burns. The mucus from his saliva also had a cooling effect, like a minty antiseptic balm. I relaxed then, my voice coming back to me. More, I whispered in my most sensuous tones. He delicately flipped me onto my side and began to probe my left ear with, with his dirty nails. Canal small, he grunted, and then probed my nose too. Uh, nostrils petite, bunga no fit in there.
it was clear he had been craving some oral and nasal sex from me. Suddenly he roughly forced his fist into my mouth and smiled. Buckle cavity big. Buckle cavity moist. Buckle cavity gratgars. With this proclamation, he flips me onto my back and squats over me, contorting his custard launcher so it can enter into my mouth. Then he begins to impale my mouth upon it, but soon realised that in my paralysed state there is not much I can do. So he begins to manipulate my cheeks, face cheeks, that is, with his hands, as he continues to plunge in and out. I can feel his moribund disco stick start to tremble and know that he must be close to popping. He says, canal right size for this, he cries, as he withdraws his hairy gherkin from my mouth and with a pop heard across the neighbourhood proceeds to hold the tip to my ear. A sound like crashing waves erupts into my mind. The torrent of boiling hot orc jism flooding my tympanic membrane. I feel dizzy. The impact of the orc juice having sent my sense of balance awry. Before I know what is happening, he has his jade stalk pressed against my nostril. Nostril good size too. He crows as another wave of, 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 of lime-coloured seminal fluid courses into my body uh, and then runs immediately out of the other nostril um, as, as I am still somewhat paralysed. Uh, imagine uh, a, a gushing nosebleed, but in reverse. I have never felt such confusion as to the sensations that my body is giving me. Uh, I loved it, uh, but, but despised it at the same time. Um, the, uh, the grandfather clock, uh, um, ironically, that I inherited from my grandmother, um, downstairs struck midnight. Uh, hour of the wolf, uh, Gratgar howled and whistled, his luncheon meat truncheon bumping into my nose with every breath either of us takes. A large uh, St Bernard dog jumps through the window with a traditional Swiss barrel of brandy around his neck. Gratgar grabs the dog's hair with one hand and, and smashes the barrel with the other. Splinters fly around the room, lacerating my forehead and willy. Spilling from the barrel is not brandy or any liquid, but putrefying meat. Good boy, says Gratgar, and he tosses the dog out of the window, leaving a pool of decomposing offal on my chest. Gift for you, he says, draping an intestine quaintly around my neck. You pretty, he notices. I try not to vomit, but I can taste the bile coming up my throat. Not yet, Gratgar commands, as he puts me on my front, on my knees. He lubricates my bumhole with some of the offal, and then proceeds to insert his ginormous knob into my back passage. As he gyrates, I can feel what's left of my prostate being aroused, but he then proceeds to take what appears to be the lung of a cow and batters me around the side of the face with it. The shock, the smell, it makes me vomit 
instantly every sphincter in my person clenching at once. That's what got die like, he bellows, as he let flow the tap of his spunk. <sighs> As he finished spasming, he 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 dropped uh, and collapsed, panting onto my bed. I felt the ability to move return to my body. I snuggled up then to his chest, <laughs> avoiding much of the various bodily fluids um, which had soaked the bed. Uh, animal, human, orc, uh, avoiding as much as possible. Tentatively, he kissed me and then looked bashful. What? I asked. You do something for Gratgar, he pleaded. <clears throat> oh, of, of course, I said. He whistled again and the St. Bernard looking worse for wear, having been so recently defenestrated, jumped back through the second-floor window, this time holding a bag of sun-ripened tomatoes, still, still somehow on the vine. Grutgar took them from him and threw the dog out the window again. Then he passed me the bag. These, these inside me... As he said it, he turned and presented me his muscular green buttocks, so calipigian in appearance. He splayed those musky, green, sweaty pillows. He looked coquettishly over his shoulder. <laughs> Leave on vine. <laughs> I did what anyone would have done in the situation. I tomato-fucked that dirty green bitch until dawn, by which time the tomatoes were nothing but pulp. Licking the tomato juice off my fingers, I flopped onto the bed, tired, spent. I had not come exactly, but I had had a lot of fun. Gratgar embraced me tightly, and before we knew it, we were asleep in each other's tomatoey arms. Of course, he didn't stay. I woke in the morning to find him gone, myself deaf in one ear and with no sense of smell. Commitment is not the way of a true orc warrior, although I still hope and pray that one day Gratgar will return. I will be loyal in my own way, but until then I will continue to break up Fatberg by days and seek hot, orky loving by night. Ha <laughs> ha.